Welcome to Amiga Ireland. I'm Irla. I'm Rob. And I'm Luke. Tower 57 is a fast-paced neo-retro shooter where cooperation is as important as your ammo capacity. It's available for Xbox, PlayStation, PC and Mac. And thanks to a crowdfunding stretch goal, it's available for Amiga OS 4, Aros and Morphos. With us today, we have the coder and designer of the game, Marco Papalardo. Marco, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We've um, actually had Tower 57 running at the Amiga Ireland event in January and it got a lot of attention. What was your motivation behind creating the game? Um, <laughs> I just wanted to make games, really. I just wanted to make uh, my own games. I've been working for studios um, for years. And um, actually, the main, uh, the main driving thing was that Kickstarter was launching in Germany which was not available previously. Uh, didn't know I that, was actually. working. I was working on Tower as a hobby, just to you know keep myself sane from actual work. <laughs> and I had this, this ongoing uh, cooperation with um, Thomas. So he was doing the art, I was doing the code, but it was just a hobby for both of us. He was also working as a freelancer. And then Kickstarter launched in Germany and we kind of thought, huh, we should give this a try. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I'm glad you did. <laughs> and the rest, yeah, the rest is history. It's just, you know, like, went really great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I didn't really think it was going to work because it was new in Germany and it was kind of new in Europe anyway, the whole um, Kickstarter thing. And we actually asked for a substantial sum, mm-hmm. substantial amount of money. So I, I didn't really think it was going to pass. Then it did. Yeah. Right, so where did the idea for an Amiga port come from then, actually? Um, this actually came during the campaign. Mm-hmm. I'm unfortunately not sure exactly who suggested it, but basically somebody put me in touch with um, one of the backers. I don't have his name right now. Uh, put me in touch with, um, with uh, Daytona mm-hmm. and, you know, suggested that it might be a good idea as a stretch goal because we didn't have it in the beginning it only came um, later <laughs> as we have you know most campaigns uh, have a usually decent first week and then you get into the slump and then you kind of have to fight yeah, your way up yeah. yeah to get out of the slump and get the final push to actually get the funding and we were in the slump and then somebody suggested the idea and put me in touch with Daytona and then we worked out you know really quickly um, the logistics of it, and then we thought it would be a good idea to get the campaign going again. And it actually it actually worked. Like we had a lot of support mm. from the Amiga community. Absolutely, it made a lot of noise around the various Amiga websites, and uh, you know there was a huge amount of interest when that was announced. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, all, it, was, all, it was a great move. All around the internet, there was a huge buzz regarding this game. Mm-hmm. You know, especially it was the fact that it, it had some you know like similarities to Chaos Engine, which is uh, really legendary if it comes to Amiga platform. That was actually the main inspiration mm-hmm. for the game. Mm-hmm. We we at the time that we were playing, initially it was supposed to be a lot more. Um, RPG-ish. Mm-hmm. I had planned things like inventory systems and, you know... Some sort of a Diablo, some, some, some sort of a Diablo-like, but, you know, like, placed in, in, in steampunk? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Like, I wanted to do something maybe with a slower pace, mm-hmm. but, you know, more uh, mechanics. But then at the time, the... the um, uh, 
the new, not the new version, but the remastered version of Chaos Engine came out on Steam. Mm. And we both bought it, mm-hmm. and we spent a lot of time playing it. <laughs> and it kind of shifted, it kind of shifted us back to... Uh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I had played the game on Amiga a lot, and I think he knew of the game as well, but then we kind of both got back into it, and it really shaped up, you know, the, the, it changed the vision for the game into what it became. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I know Thomas did the graphics, were you both, in, in general, were you Amiga fans back in the day, or was it just sort of, uh, it was just, uh, you know, an, another platform, just, you know, another console or whatever, another system? Um, I, I mean, I can't speak for him, but I think um, he was a little too young at the time of the Amiga. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna go ahead and say no, but <laughs> I was a huge fan. I mean, I, it was it was my second real computer mm. that we had at home, and it had a huge influence on me. I play. I still have some of. Uh, I still have some box games. I kept mm-hmm. my favorites. You know, I still have Speedball and the original. Oh, perfect. Uh, Bugs, and I have a few other games that I've managed to keep, and it was huge. I, I played on it for a long, long time. Then eventually, I ended up switching to the PC, mm-hmm. and for as a lot of people, I guess. But well, it was huge for happens, me. Yeah. I was a huge fan. Yeah, excellent. Uh, out of interest, what was what was the first computer that you had then? I was an MSX. It was. Oh, an, yeah. uh, I think it was Philips MSX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. And then we always had PCs because of my dad's work. He always brought a computer back home. Mm-hmm. So I play like some early PC games. But I mean, for me, it was mainly the Amiga and then eventually the PC. Yeah. Yeah. The Amiga port runs really well on the X1000 um, from what we saw at Amiga Ireland. What was the process for like for porting to Amiga? Was it difficult? Oh, I mean, uh, Daytona did the port, so I can't really, mm-hmm. I can't really answer that. But uh, I can tell you that he did an amazing job with because to actually make the game run uh, this good on Amiga, he had to optimize quite a bit of the code that I wrote, mm-hmm. which you know in turn uh, was a benefit as well for the for the desktop versions for uh, lower end machines. So I can't really give you the specifics of how difficult it was or what exactly he had to do. But I can just say that he did do an amazing job. I mean, I was myself blown away. I didn't think it would, I didn't think it would work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so there was there was some feedback, you know, both ways. You know, so the optimizations working both ways. Well, were there any sort of changes or any sort of problems that that you had to sort of sort out at the on the PC end to it to uh, enable the Amiga port? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had to. I mean, he took care of a lot of it, but I also put in my part. I had to uh, optimize a lot of stuff, which was fine on desktop because, you know, you get a lot more processing mm. power and, you know, things are kind of easier and you don't have to care so much. Yeah. But yeah, you get it to run on Amiga. Yeah, of course, we had to optimize quite a bit of stuff or he had to optimize quite a bit of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he redid a lot of it. You know, I, I on the desktop versions, um, I use OpenGL, for example, for rendering. And, you know, he I know that he uses... Um, his own custom stuff and yeah 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 and you mentioned you still have some of your old Amiga games do you have an actual Amiga today no I don't I don't unfortunately my I had an older brother and he was the official owner of everything so he's the one who got to keep the machines when when I left the house and then I have no idea I think he actually still has them I know he was using them up until a few years ago 
he was a huge, huge, like hardcore Amiga fan, even more than me. Wow. So what mm. did he think of the game then when it got ported to Amiga? Oh, he loved it. He loved. It. He actually backed the game, and his his um, portrait is in the game. He was one of the people <laughs> who backed the game to get the oh, their own uh, avatar. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Excellent. he loved it. He absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we started making games together, so he was actually programming it first, and and I was I was making little sprites with deluxe paint, uh-huh. and. He's he's the one who got me into programming and everything, and then he kind of went the serious path, mm-hmm. and he now he codes web stuff and makes a lot of money, and <laughs> he, he was he was, I want to say proud of me in a way, you know. It's twenty five years late, but we we kind of always said that we'd have a game out, and mm-hmm. you know, of course, the time had to be on the Amiga, and yeah, mm-hmm. it was a good feeling. That's such a great story. I great, yeah. Yeah. So, what is your favorite game from back in the day? Then was it Chaos Engine or, or maybe something else? Um, I mean, Chaos Engine was definitely in the top five, I'd mm-hmm. say. But the first game I played, the very first time that we got the Amiga, uh, was Shadow of the Beast 2, oh, which yeah. made a huge impression on me. Mm-hmm. And and Speedball 2 mm-hmm. was one of my favorites as well. And for some reason, I played Shuffle Puck Cafe a lot. I think <laughs> we had. I think it was one of the only games that we had for a while. So I was playing it all the time, and it kind of stayed with me. Uh, a couple of classics, but I have to say, I've never actually played Shuffle Puck. <laughs> yeah, also, Defender of the Crown actually was a big one. Oh yeah, shoot. yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to think because a lot of games I can't remember the names, but. Uh, in general as well, like most of the Team 17, I mean, Buddy Blows and, and Project X. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, Alien Breed as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I seem to remember DuckTales game, if that's possible. Yeah, I think that was in the Amiga as well. That Pro- I used to probably. House. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Gods, of course. Uh, another classic. Yeah, with great music. Yeah. Which I still listen to today. Yeah. <laughs> timeless. Yeah, yeah. Timeless. Oh, yeah, completely. I mean... You can't tell the time period, you know, with all the the samples and all that. Yeah, yeah. But it is timeless in its own way, yeah. And and they've made covers of it when none of them, you know, comes anywhere close to the original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So coming back to uh, Terror Fifty Seven, what's it? What was it like for you to see the, you know, because it has got a, a huge positive reception by by the media and in general by the computing media and especially in the Amiga community. What, what's what has that been like for you? That was great. That was really cool. We actually took quite a beating on Steam, so it's good to go back now and then, you know, and be Amiga forums and stuff, and then be like all the love and be like, ah, oh, somebody gets it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been amazing. It's been really great. I have to say, I'm I'm one of those people that has a real problem like seeing others. Um, like, I really have to force myself to read stuff about the game, just mm-hmm. because it makes me uncomfortable. Not because of the actual article or anything, but it's just so weird to see, you know, actual websites writing stuff about your game. And, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was great. It was really cool. It was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Even talking to people on, on the itch um, page of the game, on the comments of the game, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's saying how much they enjoy it. And all the backers also have been, all of them have been amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
not asking you to give away any spoilers, Marco, but are there any cheats or Easter eggs that are to be discovered in the game? Yeah, there's a lot of them actually. Yeah. One of the one of the reward uh, not rewards, but um, one of the tiers on Kickstarter was actually getting your Easter egg in, into the game, and then we put a few <laughs> of our own. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's... there's actually a really big one which I don't think anybody has found <laughs> because it does need it, it does need some um, editing of some files, like nothing major, but you kind of have to go in and change a few things. But mm-hmm. um, the the intro level of the game, so when the game starts, you're on the train and you get the little cutscene that kind of sets the mood for the game, and right. Mm-hmm. But that actually initially. For a really long time, actually, that was that was an actual level that you could play, which had enemies on it and and had a, not really a boss, but like a final encounter. And then you would get to the front of the train and you would uh, jump into the um, locomotive and then you talk to the driver and all that stuff. And it ended up getting cut because it got really not good feedback from from um, testers and and mm-hmm. mostly because it also had a different um, viewpoint from the actual game and a lot of people get confused by that and then you know it had a lot of balancing issues and we ended up deciding to cut it mm-hmm. but the level that shipped with the game actually has all the enemies and all the triggers and all the cutscenes and everything set up so if you go ahead and change something in a file you can actually play that as an actual level oh. wow which I thought was pretty <laughs> awesome to leave like I could have I could have cleaned up all the stuff, but I thought it would be cool to leave it. Absolutely. It, nice. it is oh, cool to good. leave it. Yeah, great idea. Really nice. <laughs> so what's what's next then? You know, I know you've got support for Terra 57 that you still have to look after, but what's what's the next project you have in line? Or do you have a, a future uh, plan? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, the game is it's doing okay, but it hasn't done good enough so far to actually support a lot of stuff behind it you know i mean everybody's made their money back and it's gone into green but not enough to actually fund a life of independent independent development i guess i see so i mean i do have another project which i'm working on right now when i have some free time from all the stuff that i still have to do on tower like the console ports are actually not finished um they're still going through certification uh-huh. um, that's probably coming out this summer and uh, I do have another project which I work on in my free time which is not really much <laughs> but um, I don't know it's uncertain I would like to keep making games independently obviously because of the freedom and, and you know all the positive aspects that come from it but mm-hmm. at the moment it's looking kind of on the fence I guess Hmm. Um, do you plan on making, for example, Tower 57 2? Like a, some sort of a sequel to to first game? I would love to if I if we had the chance mm-hmm. to make it, yeah, I would love to. I mean, we have all the tools to do yeah, it now. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, it would take a lot less time in the first time around. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting rid of most of the bugs and we could reuse, obviously, most of the engine and just add content. Yeah, that's right. And features. Yeah, I would love to do it. I would love to. It depends. I mean, maybe the game's gonna do well enough console, and then we can actually justify um, investing money into it again to make a sequel. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's fingers crossed. You've, you've mentioned you've mentioned some consoles. Um, 
Is there any chance for, you know, like a, a port of uh, Tower 57 to, for example, like PlayStation Portable or PlayStation Vita? Um, I don't know about PlayStation Portable. There might be... I mean, again, it depends it, because you always have to justify it uh, financially. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, in this case, uh, 11 bit would be putting the money for this and, you know, obviously they have to see a potential to oh, make yeah, the money yeah, back. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. But um, there's there's some openings potentially for things like the switch because um so the end the custom engine that power 57 is made with um uses sdl for a lot of things mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and sdl was just ported to the switch which you know makes the potential port a lot a easier lot easier yeah. yeah yeah and then and, and then all of a sudden it makes a lot more sense financially because the investment that you have to put in becomes much smaller and the potential return is bigger and then yeah the time and it doesn't take so much time to port it as well it takes a lot less yeah. time yeah obviously if you can if you can basically install a few libraries and you know change a few project settings and then get it to compile almost out of the box mm -hmm. it, it saves you a lot of time yeah when I was studying software, uh, one of the things that really surprised me was to learn that um, basically the project never finishes. There's always this kind of never ending support um, until the project is kind of retired uh, in, in most cases. What's it been like supporting this? It's been kind of hectic, to be honest, <laughs> because I'm, I'm doing the I'm finishing the cancel ports at the same time and also one of the feedback one of the feedbacks that we got most at first was i mean obviously that the game was short but we were okay with that um but also we had a lot of balancing issues and you know a lot of content and pacing issues as well and so we 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 started uh i don't want to say fixing but i want to say polishing or improving mm -hmm. existing content and we still have two updates planned, which we really want to get out before we declare, you know, that the game is finished. So it's kind of an ongoing thing, plus the support, plus the ports. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been really interesting. <laughs> Sounds busy. Yeah, but it's good because, you know, when you get tired of one thing, you can jump to the yeah, other that's one. Right. Mm. Yeah. And then you always get a fresh perspective. Yeah. yeah. The only thing is, uh, with support is always the online bugs, which are really, really, you know, it can be a real pain in the ass to track down yeah, and to use, yeah. and you have to get people to test with you, and you know, it takes a lot of organization and you know, scheduling and all that. Mm -hmm. But it's great. I mean, I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't like this. If I didn't like doing it, no. so absolutely, I, I can't really complain. Lovely. Were there any funny or maybe, you know, like um, amusing situations and moments while making or porting Tower 57? Um, if so, if there were actually some of them, uh, what was the funniest or most amusing moment for you then? Uh, I mean, the most fun for me was sitting at my computer and, and working and, you know, Thomas is the one that got to do all the events and all the traveling and all. So he, he probably would have a lot more stories to tell you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, for me, the most fun besides the actual work was I did get to go to um, a couple of conventions here in Germany that were happening in Berlin. So it wouldn't take too much time out of my schedule mm -hmm. to go. And it was just really, really, really fun seeing people actually play the game besides myself and, you know, interacting with people and, and meeting people who 
played the same games as me and, you know, had the same kind of cultural references and then, mm-hmm. you know, the same age, more or less. And it was it was good to get out of my shell. And and obviously when we went to um when we went to sign the contract with Eleven Bit, we go we went to um Poland to see their offices and and you know sign the contract and everything. And uh we had quite a fun weekend, you know, we had quite a fun celebration just going out in in Warsaw and mm-hmm. checking out the nightlife and having a good time. Right. That's really great. Have you played the Amiga port yourself or have you even, you know, have you seen it at all? I haven't had a chance to play it, no. No. Because I don't have the I don't have an Amiga and don't have a mm-hmm. modern Amiga. So I haven't had a chance to actually play it myself, no, unfortunately. I've seen it running in YouTube videos and, and you know videos that that uh, sorry that Daytona sent me, but I haven't actually mm-hmm. played it myself. I would love to. Mm. I've been checking out eBay for Amiga machines and and <laughs> you know both both actual Amigas and mother ones. Yeah, yeah it's rekindled that uh, that interest, has it? <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. But the thing is, I, I don't really have a lot of time right now oh, to do anything besides working. Uh, yeah, it sa- sounds like you're pretty busy, all right. Yeah, I can't complain. I can't complain. <laughs> Good stuff. But again, I mean, I really enjoy doing it. So oh, it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's great for me. Mm-hmm. And how about the Amiga meetups? Have you managed to make it to any of those? No, I didn't actually. I didn't even know up until really, really late that there still existed Amiga meetups. <laughs> I only found out because uh, Daytona asked me to if he could take the game to one of them and then I was actually surprised that mm-hmm. you know people are still I mean I shouldn't be because I remember the demo scene was was huge at the time and you know people loved to meet up and talk about everything Amiga related but I didn't think there was still such a such an actual audience mm-hmm. I was I was really surprised this is really something that I found out through the Kickstarter and making the game yeah and one of the biggest Amiga shows that there is now is uh, is in Germany and they it, that started a couple of years ago for the 30th anniversary of the Amiga and it now they do it every year and for the last two three years it's been uh, it's been huge like you know you get hundreds and hundreds of people going to it it's it's um, I'd say you check it out next year or this year if you if you get a chance is it is it in Germany this year as well? Uh, it's it's held in Germany every year. This particular meetup. There are loads of them. In, you know, there's there's a number. Luke will tell you. There's loads of them in Poland. Oh, um, usually but, but the, at least one a month <laughs> in <laughs> Poland. Yeah, really? sometimes twice a month in different parts of the country. Yeah, but so um, how would I find out? How would I find out when it's happening and then where it's happening? Uh, well, Amiga 33 is this year, isn't it? Um, I'm just gonna Google it now. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, this basically. Uh, where was it last year? Was it in? Uh... No, no. You mean the no, uh, the noise? Yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah. Noise. Uh, don't remember the, the the actual city. Was it Hanover? Uh, I'm not sure to be honest. Uh, no, that's great. It's it's definitely worth checking out though. Um, uh, sorry, Amiga32.de is the old one. But yeah, no. Sorry, that's closed down now. Um. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, in, yeah, in noise. So, um, hmm. yeah, there you go. But it, it was on in October, so I would suspect it'll be on sometime in October this year again. But cool, def- so definitely worth looking out for. And uh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, it's still coming out this year, then that would be great.、Mm-hmm. I would actually have something to show as well. That would be amazing. Absolutely, you get you get a, a a lot of love there. I'm sure. There's a huge party also in Warsaw, in Poland. Yeah, in I think、um, in June, so、uh, huh? called Pixel <laughs> as well. So、mm-hmm. uh, yeah, usually you know everything's advertised and presented either either by by us because we 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 very often do it in our podcast or on、um, Amiga portals. Mm-hmm. I have to start spending more time. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. I'm, I'm sure you'll enjoy it,、yeah. and the Mega community needs people like you, talented, and you know. I have to find some kind of excuse to、uh, to Warsaw as well, and and you know visit the Levitate <laughs> or something. <laughs>、mm-hmm. Maybe I can get a train ticket out of it. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And、uh, I, I actually, you know, I was, I was talking to Daytona and. There was a we have a small meetup in Scotland where I where I live at the moment, and、uh, we showed Tower Fifty Seven there, and even got a lot of interest even in the the small meetings. But I was、um, I did a little bit of beta, beta testing for Daniel. But、uh, how how many beta testers did you have on the on the PC version? I'm not sure actually because Eleven Bit was taking care of the QA.、Uh-huh. We had we had、um, we had four people that we were in contact with. Mainly, I, I would say on a regular basis, but then now and then I would see different names popping up on the. Well, actually, wait, I can tell you. Sorry, I, I can tell you. I just have to go in the、um, credits of the game. Let's <laughs> see if we, to, we had. We、uh, they use this、um, tool called Sifter to do the bug tracking.、Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of other tools. You know, you go online and then you can file bugs and you can track them and you can. Yeah, I'm sure that you know how this kind of stuff works. And from time to time, I would see names I didn't know、uh, popping up in in some of the tickets. So I figure that there must be more people than you know the ones that we were talking to. I think maybe they were the head beta testers or the、mm-hmm. ones assigned, you know, to deal with us. But hang on, I'm going really quickly.、Uh, I'm actually going in the code. <laughs> Just run the game. Bum 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 bum. I think it was probably a dozen people.、Uh, yeah.、Uh, okay. So where's the QA? So I think it was eight people.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, eight people. Okay. So nice little team. No, sorry, it's six people. Sorry, it's six, six people. people. <laughs> cool. Yeah, in total six. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I think because in the code some of the entries are localized. It's keys instead of names or words. Hmm. <laughs> Not entirely certain. Wait. I can go well. Anyway, it's about <laughs> six, six or eight people. It's one of the two.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They also did an amazing job. I think we had over two thousand、uh, issues throughout development that were, you know, reported and fixed or changed.、Oh, very good. I was just gonna. I was just gonna reiterate what an amazing job they did.、Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah, it's amazing. I actually. I, I thought that the port was just for OS4 initially, but、um, when I was checking up your website、um, here just a while back, I, when I saw Aros and Morphos there too, I did, that just blew my mind. I couldn't believe that you would support all of those. It's incredible. Yeah, I was really happy when when Daytona announced that he could make the ports for OS3. I mean, it was really. I'm not a religious person particularly, but it was really, really. A weird twist of fate. I mean, even to begin with, 
you know, meeting up with Thomas, who I consider to be an amazing pick, probably, probably one of the best with Hank Niebuhr, or like close. And, and, you know, meeting up with him was amazing. I was like, I felt really lucky. And, and initially um, I was just contracting art from him as a freelancer. And then he suggested that we actually work together on the project, which would mean that, you know, obviously he would put in a lot more work and I wouldn't have to pay him up front. And that felt like, like I mean, like a blessing really. And, and you know, and after that, the Kickstarter and then meeting Daytona and getting the Amiga ports and then all the support from the community. It's just been, it's just feels like it's been one lucky coincidence after another one. Hmm. You know, sometimes I still, I still can't believe it. Like I think back three years ago and all the things that have happened since, and I feel really, really, really lucky, you know? So I, I also thought it was amazing that he could support all three of them. I was really happy when he said that. Hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic, and you know, all all three. I don't know how much you know about it, but there's sometimes a bit of a animosity between the three sort of, if you like, factions or types. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 really great to see something you know such a big project that's been available across all three, and it's you know it's 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 helping a lot you know for people of different different uh, camps, if you like, to uh, to talk to each other and to to uh, you know have have something in common, which is great. Yeah, I mean, you know, anything that can help. I mean, I, I, honestly, I, like I said, I only found out that there was still so much. I mean, I, I dropped off the Amiga scene uh, mm. when it was bought by, um, was it? It was a German. Eskom. Eskom. Uh, Eskom, yeah. Right, Eskom. So when they bought the brand and everything, I kind of gave up and, and you know, completely moved on to the PC. I had no idea that there was still a scene. I had no idea that there was still Amiga OSs. And when I found out that there was three of them and that they were actually <laughs> competing, yeah. I'll say I thought it was a bit weird, you know, that with such a small um, yeah. group of people left that they would actually splinter and then fight about which one is the real <laughs> yeah. successful. <laughs> hey, you know, if we can do something to bring them back together, then... Yeah, that was brilliant, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I don't think it's just you. It is a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> On the other hand, it, it's also reminiscent of you know the Amiga Atari uh, war. Absolutely, yeah. So it it does feel na uh, natural, I guess, in a way. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's 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 maybe a shame, you know, if if maybe it was a single platform, the, the audience would be more unified, and then mm. it might help. I don't know. Um, when it comes to the you know the 68k machines, especially the the more high end ones, you know, or maybe accelerated, um, did it ever come up in conversation? You know, the, the question of um, porting to that kind of a platform. Mm, it came up briefly, basically to say that it wouldn't be done. Yeah, hmm. and that wasn't. I mean, that was Daytona basically uh, speaking and saying that you know it would never run on on a 68k, even accelerated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it, just, yeah. it just wouldn't work. So it was purely kind of a performance so, thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, you know, if you look at it, if you put it side by side with Chaos Engine or something of the kind, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm. There's a lot of particles, there's a lot of effects, there's a lot of sprites, there's a lot of layers. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and I think it would be quite a feat to get it to run even on an, even on an accelerated machine. So, I mean, it, it did come up. 
because people were asking about it, but it was shut down real quick.、Mm. Sounds like it could have been a, the sensible choice, you know, sensible decision. It would have been great, but it would have had to be a different game. I think it would have had to be severely、uh, stripped down of a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compromised. Pretty much, yeah. And it, it, I mean, it would have affected as well. We didn't have the luxury of making.、Uh, I mean, we do have the game on different platforms, but it's it's essentially the same code base except the platform specific stuff. But if we had to make a, a totally stripped down version for 68k machines. It would basically have been like making two games at once, and then we didn't have the manpower to handle it or the resources. Yeah, you know, we had to get the same game to run on all of the platforms that we wanted to have the game on. So, no, that's fair enough. Absolutely. And、um, where can people stay up to date、uh, with your with your work? Is there any like a website that people can follow and and see、uh, your progress? Yeah. There's a website, but it's not. I mean, it works, but、uh, I really don't have time to maintain it anymore.、Um, mm-hmm. I think the best way is probably my Twitter account,、mm-hmm. which I don't know by heart. That tells you <laughs> everything you need to know about how much. How much? I do use it mostly just to follow people, but the thing is, I have it always logged in. So, because、mm-hmm. I have I have one for the game, but I have one as well. It's probably Benito. So, it's. It's Benito Sub,、mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, <laughs> excellent, great. And that—that's where I post, you know, my own personal stuff.、Mm-hmm. I mean,、okay. game-related, but you know, like not something that goes through Eleven Bit or goes through, yeah, yeah, Tommy's or anything. But some sort of software、yeah. progress. Pretty much, yeah. yeah like yeah. whenever I have, I mean, I don't post on it a lot because, you know, I've been basically working on the same thing for two years.、Mm-hmm. But I do, I do use it. Whenever I have something that I feel is important to anyone who might care about what I'm doing, you know,、mm-hmm. then yeah, I'll post the occasional announcement. Very good. And Marco, our last question, and it's a question we ask everyone: Can you tell us about one of your fondest memories with an Amiga from back back in the day, or well, yeah, more recently, but yeah, probably back in the day when you were when you you know in the prime of the Amiga years? Yeah, I can tell you a lot a lot of fun <laughs> memories. I mean. I could go on for hours, but、uh, <laughs> so I have I have two in mind that would、uh, come jump to my mind.、Mm-hmm. And the first one is so as I told as I mentioned before, I got into making games with my brother,、um, two and a half years older, and、um, back when we were at the heyday of our, of our you know brotherly game development team, we had set up a little we had a little basement in in the house that we lived in at the time. And we set up a little table, and we had the Amiga set up, and everything, and we had a lot of、um, um, you know sketch papers and and stuff pinned on the walls, and it was basically it was a little like game studio thing in the basement,、mm-hmm. and we used to make Amiga games that we never complete. I think the most that we got for a single game was probably two levels or one level and a half, and then we would come up with a better idea, and we would give up, and you know start from <laughs> scratch, and and it just I think we probably made. Ten or fifteen different prototypes, and we would pass them on. To, we had some family、uh, in Italy who also had Amigas, so we would pass them on and ask them to test them for us and give us feedback. When we went、uh, to Italy for the holidays, we would、mm. get feedback from the cousins about the games. That was that was that was a really good memory. Like just spending time in the basement with my brother, and 
you know, learning, like watching him write code and then trying to understand what he was doing and then spending time on Deluxe Paint, mm -hmm. uh, making sprites and watching. We had, so we didn't have internet, obviously, at the time, but I, I was a lot into, uh, I would buy, uh, so it was joy it was French magazines that talked about video games and one of them was joystick the other one was called tilt and the third one was called generation four mm -hmm. and these magazines from time to time they would make previews of games that were being developed and in the previews they would have sprite sheets printed in the in the magazine and I would mm -hmm. take the sprite sheets and then I would you know really study them pixel by pixel and try to make them try to reproduce them with deluxe paint. Mm -hmm. I just remember spending a lot of time, you know, going over these spreadsheets in magazines, everyone that I could find and then trying to make the sprites again. Mm. <clears throat> so that was that was a really good memory for me, spending time with my brother trying to make games. And the other one was just just trading, sharing games. I mean, I spent also a lot. I had some friends who had Amigas and we would always meet up and, <clears throat> you know, copy the latest games and, and mm -hmm. it was a very social moment for me at the time you know much more than I mean now everything is online and, and you, you know in Daytona I've, I've been talking to him for two years and I have never seen him I have no <laughs> idea what it looks like you know and yeah, now yeah. everything is, is done online and then you don't really I'm gonna sound old I mean you do interact with people but not in the same way as it used to be well, you know I and I remember just just having like um it wasn't even land parties because we couldn't play online, but just, you know, bringing the Amiga over to a friend's house and then spending spending the weekend cupping games over and playing games with the two machines, you know, playing different games, but at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that was also a great memory, yeah, with the Amiga. But mostly my basement studio. That was great. That was really cool. <laughs> Does sound good, all right. So, Marco, we really appreciate you... Um... Uh, spending some time with us and we really appreciate Tower 57 and the port to Amiga it's an absolutely amazing game and it's great to have it available on the main three flavors of Amiga at the moment so thanks so much for that yeah thank you yeah again thank you guys for having me and, and you know thanks for talking about the game and actually getting the word out hopefully to as many people as possible and yeah of course if, you know if anybody has bought the game and has an issue with it or my email is always, I mean, I'm very public with my email. I, I put it up on Kickstarter, I put it up on Itch, I think, as well. And so everybody's welcome to email me if there's any issue, if there's any feedback, if there's any ideas or suggestions or anything. I actually really like uh, hearing from people who've played the game. So mm -hmm. be my guest. Brilliant. And yeah, thanks for enjoying the game. Well, thank, thank you for you. making it. Thank you for making <laughs> it happen. <laughs> It's the people from Kickstarter who made it happen, mostly. I mean, we couldn't have done it without them, so we should be thanking them as well. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, thanks to everybody, including the Kickstarter people and everybody who put the word out for Tower 57, an incredible game on Amiga. You can go and check it out now, and we'll put some links um, at the bottom of the show notes here where you can find it on Steam and some instructions for how to get it on Amiga. Um, bye to everyone, and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.